What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Quality Under Pressure podcast. Today, we had three designers in from architecture firm MSR Design. Uh, they just sort of gave us a rundown on what's, what the difference is between an architect and a designer, what they think about when they do their day-to-day work. And actually, we've had a surprise when the guest came in because one of the designers was uh, someone that went to your high school, Dean. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Emily, actually, when I saw her walk in, I just immediately recognized her face. And we actually both went to high school in Grand Forks, North Dakota together. I graduated uh, one year ahead of her, though. Yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. And just all three of them, they, they know what they're talking about. They have a mission that makes architecture and design just a more equitable industry. So it's just like it was just a really good conversation. Um, and there's a lot to learn from it. Welcome to the Quality Under Pressure podcast, a podcast that reminds you that a conversation is still a beautiful thing. My name is Min, joined in a studio by Dean, and today we have three very special guests. This is only the second time we've ever had three guests in studio, so feel blessed, maybe. I don't know why, but uh, but we have three guests from MSR Design. Um, So a little background, uh, I'll introduce Lauren first. Lauren, how are you today? Good. How about you? Good. Thank you. And so uh, through my non-radio government job i met lauren because she was what should we call it like a workshop yeah it was a workshop yeah and so she was introducing youth and us to um architecture and design and i was just kind of i was just like blown away like i think people on the outside of the industry think architecture is okay like they put up buildings cool Mm -hmm. and so like that's how people view it but it's just like so much more than that so this is i think going to be really educational for dean and i but before we get into that, let's introduce the two other people. Do you guys just want to say hi and who you are yeah. and your role at MSR maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, I'm Alyssa um, and I'm a designer at MSR. Uh, I'm Emily and I'm also a designer at MSR. <laughs> nice. And same for you, Lauren? Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, we're, before we get into a deep dive into architecture and design, speed round questions. Don't think too much about it. I guess we didn't talk <laughs> about how you guys you guys can step <laughs> over each other, like fight over the, who's going to answer. Um, but let's give this a try here. Okay. Uh, we'll start with an easy one. Cats or dogs? Dogs. dogs. Cats. Oh. <laughs> we're a dog office. So we I do. We've say. got dogs in our office. Now that we're anti-cat, but... I don't know. What, but it you guys feels have that some way. cats? I mean, I you personally own cats. two cats, yeah. but um, yeah, there's there's none at the office, which oh. is unfair. There's a petition underground. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, hot dogs or hamburgers? hamburgers? Hamburgers. Yeah, that's usually the answer. Cheeseburgers? No. No. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy no, we all yeah, agree on that. No cheese, please. No. no. Cold or hot? Hot. Hot? Cold. Do people eat them cold? Oh, no, I just mean... <laughs> oh, hamburgers! Oh, no! <laughs> oh, I'd rather be cold than... Yeah, I'd rather be cold. Yes. Uh, what is your favorite food? Tacos. Chocolate. Pasta. <laughs> Chocolate, tacos, pasta. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, favorite band or musician? Oh, shit. Oh, Bear. I'm wearing my shirt today. I should say that. Oh, nice. I've been listening to Maggie Rogers a lot. She just had a new release this week. It's great. You guys have good taste. Thanks. Oh, God. Here we go. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, man. Uh, where is one place you would love to visit? Oh, New Zealand. Excellent. I really want to go to South Africa. Mm. Um, I want to travel to India. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Why? 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's still a great answer. Uh, what is your least favorite fashion trend? Oh, I asked designers about this. Um, anything exposing the midriff because I'm shaped like a tomato <laughs> <laughs> with sticks legs. <laughs> so I just can't rock it. I don't dislike it when other people do it, but I, yeah, I can't. Well, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, those chunky sneakers, I don't uh, understand. Oh, yeah. I like ugly sneakers. I've had a hard time with that. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm not a big fan of the elastic... Uh, uh, Neck choking. Oh yeah, that we used to wear when yeah. we were young. I yeah. don't know. You once rocked it though. I yeah. Okay. But I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. I never. I, I never got. Well, I don't, do dudes do it too? Yeah. They can. Yeah. 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 Maybe they could. Okay. Uh, who was your high school celebrity crush? Mm. Oh snap. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh nice. <laughs> Uh, I feel no. like he, he's one that didn't age well. I Yeah, I kind of agree. But, okay. <laughs> you know. After you just said that we have good taste, I was really into Adam Levine. No. <laughs> 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 I cannot think of one. Okay. Totally fine. Uh, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Teleportation. Oh, nice. Nice. I was gonna say reading people's minds, but probably not. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll second teleportation. Nice. Okay. If you could know any stat about your life, what would it be? Oh my gosh, I think about this all the time. <laughs> if I've seen every time on a clock, do you ever think about that? Like you look up at a clock and it's two thirty. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. The next thing you look at the clock, it's two forty-five. It's like, have you seen every? I have never thought of that. I have That's... never. Hmm. It's weird, but I've thought about it. What times time is it? Do you feel like you always see? Eleven, eleven. Oh, okay. I think just because I make a wish. think of it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Anybody else? Stats? Oh. I think I'd just be horrified by how much I sleep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That should be a good thing. That's a great problem, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like I sleep a lot. <laughs> good. I'm wasting a lot of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I yeah. I feel like that would be a cool one to know. The time one's interesting. So. Yeah. Good. Okay. No Here's one. If a bunch of eight-year-olds in a in bike helmets come after you mm-hmm. and you have a baseball bat, how many can you take out before you get overwhelmed? And they'll None. just keep coming. <laughs> None. I would just run in the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> I think a solid four. A solid four? Mm-hmm. And let me add a wrinkle. Like, they're coming to get you, right. too. Right. Oh, yeah. I'd in probably just curl up on the ground and it's over. let it take you. <laughs> the game over screen. Game. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd yeah. do one full swing and then... Um, like you get one out, maybe two. Right. Ricochet kind of a one. domino effect at yeah. that point. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much money would it take for you to lose the ability to read? Oh. Uh, I don't what know. What would you do in your life? Yeah, what would you do all the time? I, I don't know. I read a lot, I so do that's too. tough. One billion dollars. One billion. Yeah, but it'd be, you'd be bored then. You just listen to music. You can still play like, every other. But you couldn't read the artist. No. Right. Yep. Do you need to? Well, there's some things you don't want to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> just a roulette anytime. <laughs> we'll, go we'll go with a billion. Uh, one more quick one. What's your biggest pet peeve? Hmm. I think like when people are rude when it's really easy to not be rude. Like yeah. if you hold a door open for someone and they can't like smile or acknowledge it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, like that's yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably my that's, worst. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Do you have one? <laughs> I would say when people like leave their chairs pulled out like, in the middle of the hallway or something. Oh, that's that a that's insane. a problem. We're all walking uh, here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So let's get into the topic of the day, which is if I say it's architecture, interior design, and design. 
That's accurate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not missing anything. Um, can we, okay, let's start with kind of what we were talking before we started recording. Um, why do we need to distinguish between an architect, an interior designer, and designer? I can start with that. Um, Alyssa and Lauren are both uh, technically interior designers, mm-hmm. and I describe myself as a designer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working towards licensure, so eventually I'll be able to call myself an architect. But um, until you are licensed in the state that you're working in, uh, you can't technically call yourself an architect, which makes mm-hmm. like going to Thanksgiving and talking to family members really annoying when you're like, I'm a designer, and they're like, I thought you went to school to be an architect. Mm-hmm. Like, just wait. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> Almost yeah, there. One of these days. Yeah, I've got to take a bunch of tests. So. Yeah. Um, but I do think I one thing I like about our studio is uh, when you kind of generalize and call everyone designers, it takes away a little bit of the hierarchy yes. in the design process. And so everyone feels like they can contribute. And I think that's a positive because mm-hmm. um, I think that in some other firms, um, sometimes there's like a, I don't know, eh, more of a off. distinction. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I, li- I like that our office kind of like make sure that everyone's collaborating at a really early stage in the design process. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll piggyback off that too. Like for interior designers, it's really difficult. Like some people like are afraid of saying that they're an interior designer because people just assume you're an interior decorator mm-hmm. or yeah, right. you're a yeah. stager or they just have, they just don't understand what we do. Um, and feel free. To I mean, I was gonna say, yeah. I still have that issue at home and I usually oh, just yeah. let it go. Yeah. Um, but my parents are like, yeah, but, you know, that you're a decorator or, or even family members. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more than that. And it's very similar to architecture, just kind of, um, different parts of the building and or parts of the process mm-hmm. or, yeah. What, yeah what do you guys then what do you call the field like if you tell someone like hey someone asks you what field are you in do you say i'm in architecture or do you say i'm in design i would usually say i'm in the design profession mm. or like um sometimes you're in a, at events and it's like the const- like construction mm-hmm. like you're mm-hmm. part of like the you know development and construction usually design profession i guess mm-hmm. yeah i've noticed myself i'll catch myself when people ask like where i work i say oh i work at an architecture firm yeah because mm-hmm. like to avoid saying oh i'm an interior designer because yeah. it's so mm-hmm. hard to explain but people can grasp the idea of an architecture firm more than yep an interior designer yeah i think sometimes if you say you're an interior designer they're like oh and, and not that this is wrong or right but um to just assume that we're only doing homes as well yeah. i think that's where it mostly Um, yeah 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 how did you guys then get when did you know this is the industry that you wanted to get in like personally do you want to go first uh yeah i went to college not really knowing what i wanted to do and i took a class in the architecture building um and yeah i was a lost 19 year old and i was like this sounds fun (laughs) um and i just kind of fell in love with like uh i don't i don't have like the traditional like growing up playing with legos and that kind of thing but i love like imagining what people how people are going to use the space and the impact that you can like how you can make someone stay better by just like having a beautiful space around them and imagining the stories that are going to happen in that space so um i kind of think of like I, like we were talking about reading earlier, I love to read and I, mm-hmm. I just kind of make up stories in my head about these people that we're designing for. And I love meeting the people that we're working with. And yeah. Um, yeah. So you were creative and you had an imagination at a young age. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But I wouldn't say like I was definitely not like a, a like hand drawing artist yeah. or that kind of thing. Like I was definitely more of like I liked languages. I liked um, 
Yeah. So I, it definitely wasn't like no one when I was younger was like, you should be an architect. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It was Story something telling. I just fell into. Yeah. If you could talk to your 19 year old self, what would you tell that person <laughs> to do now? Um, Go to school to be a doctor. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's just it's a very long path. Like yeah. uh, I'm still not an architect. I graduated from high school like over 10 years ago. Um, That's right. Yeah. It's it's a long challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's a really long path, but it is I, I'm so passionate about what we do and like the impact that we can have on the environment and on people. Yeah. Um so I would say to just like try not to have as many panic attacks, mm-hmm. but just when you do have them, ride them out and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Lauren? How did you find this path? I think um, like in high school when they make you take all those career tests, I started like identifying like, oh, I'm creative and I'm also good with people. Like, where does that put me? Um, and then I also like noticed as a kid, like I'd go over to my friend's houses and like want to rearrange their rooms mm-hmm. every time we hung out. I was like, this is fun, guys. You're not having fun. Like, We're doing this You're again. Like, the other side. Yeah. So fun, please. Yes. <laughs> but like their parents' living rooms. Like it yeah. wasn't just like their bedrooms. I was like, We're d- we're doing the whole house. Like <laughs> Oh, that's um, awesome. Though. Yeah. Their parents were like, is Lauren coming yeah, over yeah. again? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, Please don't room move up. the couch again. <laughs> Maybe like little six-year-old be like, <laughs> moving it because I want to do it myself. Like yeah. I like like the physicalness of it. Too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But so it kind of clicked early for you, it sounds like. Like, yeah, but I don't think I identified that it was yes. that profession yeah. or anything. I had like one, I knew like one architect was like my dad's friend, but never went to his office or talked about it with him. So yeah. it was more of a, I think like looking for colleges, looking for programs that had interior design. It's kind of like the school I went to, I went to UW Stout. They have interior design and industrial design. And I kind of teeter tottered mm-hmm. between what fit me more. But I thought the like space planning, observational qualities of interior design is what I lean more towards. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, for me, I when I was, I feel like when I was growing up, I thought I wanted to be a hairdresser. Oh, wow. then I w- wanted to be a fashion designer. Yeah. Then I realized that I'm not good at those things, <laughs> and I just like messing with like things to try and figure out like, I wonder where this will take me. Yeah. And um, yeah. So when I went to school, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to go into business or I don't know some generic thing, and then um, I took a textiles class. And then I learned about the um, interior design program that they had at the university. And I went to the University of Missouri. Um, and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, it just kind of took me down that road. And it was it was really fun and interesting to kind of fall into it, kind of like you were mm-hmm. saying, Emily. Um, but yeah, and I did take one class in high school, I remember. And it was literally, we were cutting pictures out i did too <laughs> and i was like what That's is this yeah. is this what this profession is? i know <laughs> like 1990s home and gardens yes. like that's what you were clipping because you yeah oh. <sighs> so for you it sounds like it was more a lot more of like hands-on experience yeah and i was like oh this is fun this feels right and it just kept pushing you in a certain and that's direction kind of been my entire career it's just like i've kind of touched a little bit of everything yeah. and that's um, what we do every day yeah, yeah. yep yep mm-hmm. and here i am that's great that's yeah. great. Do you guys have like through so like through like learning about architecture and design, do you guys have a cool like historical nugget that like pe- only people in your industry would kind of know that you would learn like through school? Cuz I feel like there's mm. like one question I know like people ask architects like who's your favorite architect and it's just like some like people on the outside just know like a handful mm-hmm. but like people on the, like i heard people on the inside always come up with some obscure name that's <laughs> someone that's only built like one thing ever 
I do feel like people either really love or really hate traveling with me because I'll be like, hey, let's yes. check out this random building and then I'm going to tell you a weird story about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just talking with someone. I remember um, the way that uh, Alyssa and Lauren were talking about how interior design is sometimes viewed in a strange way. I feel like women in architecture are often, it's assumed that we are interior designers. And so the first female architect that I really learned about was Eileen Gray. And she was kind of a contemporary of Corbusier, who's obviously much more (laughs) well-known. And they both had little, or not little, they both had these villas on the Mediterranean. And uh, Corbusier really wanted to get it on with Eileen Gray, but (laughs) she had, you know, like a bunch of other people that were interested and she thought he was kind of an asshole. uh, (laughs) So he literally um, like painted the outside of her house with this huge mural um, just to like, as like a form of vandalism. And so then the reason we learned about this in the class is like when you're then like doing any sort of restoration, like do we go back to like what she had originally, you know, intended or then there's like this other layer of like another famous person that's done this thing and um, so that's like a weird story, but then also just like I love Eileen Gray because she's just badass. I feel yeah. like I would call the police if that happened. <laughs> right. Yeah, like I'm for like, this sure. is not a form of flattery. Yeah, or, yeah. Mm. yeah. He ended up like he had his heart. He had a heart attack swimming, and that's how he died. And it was like him like swimming by her house. So oh my god, fact karma. Yeah, <laughs> that is crazy. I had not heard that. Story. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah. Is the Fountainhead like an important book? I have never read it. Oh, really? I've never read it. I think it is important to a lot of people, a lot of architects, especially like maybe a few years, like a generation older. And I would Mm -hmm. say that I went to a lot of, I went to college with a lot of pretentious dudes that were really into it. Okay, I can see (laughs) But yeah, but yeah, I haven't actually read it. So since you and I actually, we went to the same high school. Yeah. um, I remember reading it uh, in AP English. Did you take that? I did. Yeah. I think that we did uh, the anthem instead of the Fountainhead that year. Yeah. But um yeah, same feelings about the sure, anthem. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, can we? I want to stay on this because I don't have any questions in my show notes about the the difference between males and females mm-hmm. in the industry. Mm-hmm. Can we? T- so it is a male dominated industry for sure. Is it changing? Um, in schools, I the in school it's about fifty fifty. There's about as many women in architecture as there are in men. Um, the farther up in the chain of command, I guess, you get, the less um, common it is to see a woman in that mm. profession. And also just the process of getting licensed tends to take a lot of time, like I was mentioning earlier, and happens when you're kind of like maybe starting a family and yep. doing those things. And there's still, um, I think that our generation is better about like sharing the weight of those things, but there's definitely um, still a lot of pressure on women, I think, to be the caregiver. And mm-hmm. so it, a lot of women don't necessarily get licensed. And um, and I, I think in our profession, it's getting a lot better. Dealing with the construction industry as a woman is challenging because there's a lot of men that just like don't want to take orders from. Oh, yeah. And um, they don't want to listen. And and like I'm open to like learn like I don't know as much as as they do and so I want to learn mm-hmm. but they kind of use that willing willingness to learn as like a sign of weakness and so mm-hmm. that can be very challenging. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, yeah. Uh, How about you guys too? Yeah, has has yeah. it been negative like since you, like you're saying the trends are changing mm-hmm. like maybe our generation is more receptive to 
like, I'm just thinking like there's times where even though our generation is more receptive to it, there are times where I'm at a meeting and I'm like, that female has been cut off like every mm, like yeah, six yeah. times now. Mm, yeah, like yeah. let her talk. Yeah. 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 That happens. Um, yeah. When I was going to school, we have a lot of or we had a lot of uh, male professors and <clears throat> a lot of them were architects. Mm-hmm. And our program was interior design. If you wanted to go to um, architecture school, you would then go to KU. Um, anyways, they always, I think, looked down on us. Mm-hmm. And this isn't technically male, female, but I do think it was a little of that in the sense that, like, they felt like as architectural men that they were better than these, like, interior designers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, it was like a softened version of what they had to go through. And I don't know. So those two trajectories make it different like are you going to be an architect or are you going to be a designer that mm-hmm. makes a big difference i do i think so at least in in um the university it felt that way yeah i think in the actual profession especially at msr i don't feel like it's that tense mm-hmm. like intense about it but mm-hmm. um yeah but msr is also it sounds like the culture of msr is very much like hey like we're not going to think about like hierarchy right mm-hmm. the I don't know about the new office, but when I visited, it was open concept. So you yep. could thing. literally, same okay, thing. great. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a conscious dis- decision, right. I assume. Yeah, everybody has the same desk. Um, yeah, even in meetings, I think uh, I never feel like I can't speak up or say something mm-hmm. as a younger person in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Do you think then like that the, the culture that MSR builds, is that typical of the industry? I've only, I mean, yeah. I've interned other places, mm-hmm. but I've only worked at MSR. So I don't know if I'm the right, I don't know, Alyssa's got more work experience. Well, for me in the in my last um, job, it was definitely a hierarchy of like associate interior designer and then like a lead designer. Um, we didn't have architects in, okay. in this um, career or whatever you want to call it. Um, but uh, yeah, there was. And it, you could feel it for yeah. sure. And it, yeah, definitely different from... Mm-hmm. Okay. MSR. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, MSR, like when I, I know, I remember when I walked in, you, you talked to the receptionist, there's a kitchen to the mm-hmm. right, like immediately mm-hmm. the old space. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, like even just having like a kitchen and cupboards, like mm-hmm. how much of a difference that makes. Cause it just feels like, oh, I'm grabbing a cup like I do at home. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. it's just so different than like a, a water cooler or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think that I am not a specialist on this, but our office does do a lot of office design. And I definitely think there's a trend in office design, even outside of our profession, to feel more, uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for, more comfortable, like yes. different ways of working, uh, more comfortable furniture, that kind of thing. And so uh, I, I think that there's a trend in the workplace in general to be a little bit less hierarchical. Yeah. But then I talk mm-hmm. to people in other professions and they're like, yeah, no, that's not oh, how it wow, is. So really? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I think people are trying to make it comfortable at work so that you don't feel like I just want to stay home today and work. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So yeah. if we have the comfy couches and we have these like rooms that are quiet. The dogs. It, yeah. And the dogs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, yeah. You're like, well, I'd rather actually be at work than sit on my couch. Yeah. And be in front of a television. That's yeah. great. And I want to get into later, like the, the thought process behind the project, but I, I just feel like that's a key ingredient. Like if you can't put yourself in the other person's shoe, mm-hmm. then I don't know, like, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but like that to me would make a great designer or an architect. Mm-hmm. And so to like, if that culture doesn't seep in, I think, well, I know it does at MSR, but mm-hmm. throughout the industry, like, I don't know 
if you would do your job at like a super high level mm-hmm. if you don't have that ingredient already like in your soul. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I've heard a thing, especially with interior designers, but like that's just how I've heard it. But I think across the board with the design, you have to be a very empathetic person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least designers are more empathetic than others in mm-hmm. some capacity or like compared to other professions. Yeah. Definitely like putting yourself in somebody else's shoes or the eagerness to want to hear other perspectives, even though it's hard to always like mm-hmm. sink that in and turn it into something yep. actionable, but just like the willingness that we're like, okay, we want to hear from you. Yeah. Um, well, make your life better. And you get to kind of hear later how things are going. So mm-hmm. once the project is done and how successful were we or unsuccessful um, so that we know what to not do or to do on the next project. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I want to kind of loop back to schooling a little bit, too, just in case like people are like there's a, someone entering college mm-hmm. and they're like, what does that the schooling look like? And I'm and I'm just curious, too. Um, is it more grueling than like when people think of like, OK, I'm going to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm going to take <laughs> OCHEM and these ridiculous classes. Oh, does, architecture <laughs> <have> some, <laughs> does architecture and design have some of that, too? Like, do you guys have to take physics? I, uh, yeah, I, as an architecture student, you do, and you take structures, take a lot of mechanical, like, classes with, like, mechanical engineers. I'm sure mechanical engineers are, like, eye-rolling, and they're like, yeah, that's, like, entry-level stuff, but it was <laughs> challenging for me, yes. so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you have to take those classes. I think the thing that is hardest about design school is the amount of time, mm-hmm. But at the end of that time, you have like a physical thing. It's not like in law school where you're like reading and reading and reading for hours on end. And then you're just like, I finished this book with us. It's like I spent all night working Mm -hmm. on this thing, but I made a thing and I get to present it and I get to talk about it. So that was really fulfilling for me. But I will say that I think I spent way more hours on homework and I lived in the studio for undergrad and graduate school. Yeah. Which is we talk often about how that can be a barrier. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I, that um like you can't really get a second job because you have to nope. spend so much time or if you do no. it's very stressful you know or if you take, already have children and you're going back to school yeah. um i don't know how people do it people do it and they're superheroes yeah. um yeah but mm-hmm. i yeah it's definitely a barrier but i don't know how to fix it either because mm-hmm. you know design takes time and the iterative process is sort of what makes our work great and so yeah. you can't just do it once and then be yeah. done i used to get so frustrated in college when my roommates would be like so is it gonna be like two or three hours i was like uh, i can't put a timeline on this <laughs> yeah it could well, be 30 minutes or i could see you in a week from now <laughs> like i have no yeah. idea <laughs> so i don't know yeah. yeah i would say too what's difficult about like going to design school in general all your work is subjective mm-hmm. yeah yeah like you don't oh. like do a math test and the answers are right or wrong that's true. it's like okay how is the professor <laughs> feeling today when they graded this or yeah. you know i mean it's many other things than that but um yeah it's very interesting yeah. to like try to share your work too and they're yeah. like how'd you do and i was like i gotta see and it like looks like this beautiful drawing right yeah. it's like it's totally different i yeah. find it like very similar to to like the art industry as well in that way where things like Maybe for some professors, they were like, yep, that's exactly my style. Therefore, you're getting an A+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to kind of hold on to a little bit of you in each project, even if you're not do- getting the best grades, <laughs> I-, I do think it's, I don't know, that's kind of part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so being th- able to be critiqued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it's your portfolio, too. Right. Oh, that's yeah. what you showcase, like, to get jobs or 
anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, relating it to you. That there's definitely some professors that you like design for them like a client. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or some can just help you foster your own mm-hmm. stuff too. Both I think are very beneficial to learn though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's interesting. That kind of aligns with what I assume like it is maybe a little bit more grueling than I mean, I I got I got a communications degree, so I can say this, but it sounds a little more grueling than a communications degree. Mm-hmm. Does, does academia then understand that it is more grueling? You might not be able to get a part-time job on the side. Is design school, on the average, more expensive than maybe some other schools? I don't know. I don't know either. I, okay. went, to bo- I went to two state schools, went to mm-hmm. University of Nebraska and University of Minnesota, and I think that I paid the same as other people. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you um, went to school for a lot longer. Like but I did go, go to, to school. school. Yeah, yeah. So I went to school on, yeah. 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 So I had to pay for grad school. And you can just Venmo her. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At any cost. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this podcast. I need help. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I would also assume then, like, there's no extra support. Like, do they, do they have, like, more financial mm-hmm. aid for people mm-hmm. that are looking? Because they're understanding that you might not be able to get a part-time job on the side. So, for me, I did have a part-time job because okay. I was doing this. However, I was doing this through the university. Mm-hmm. So, I was helping my professor on the side. Um, so, I was, like, always in the studio, even <laughs> if, like, I wasn't working on my personal projects. Yeah. Um, so, that was kind of a way I think you, like, could still feel like you're not having to, like, go off campus and work at McDonald's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. doing kind of a TAE sort yes. of job. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, too, I worked in housing. Mm. So it's like my job was living back at my dorm. Mm-hmm. You come back to yeah. school, you know, class, and it's normal. So. Yeah. So yeah. yeah you guys found convenient it. ways to, like, make it all work mm-hmm. and close yeah. proximity and all of that. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that's something we've been thinking about, too, like, mm-hmm. as we're trying to change the profession and get more diverse Diversity. people into the profession itself or the whole industry, like, that's one of the biggest barriers is just like getting through school yeah, and then having a good portfolio to showcase to yeah. get jobs and um, yeah. And even kind of like some things like laptops. Oh, so mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many things that, it, that now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, the amount of like paper that I went through yeah. and had to buy building like, material. Why? Yeah. Like oh. and yeah. pencils it, and modeling. pens and totally. modeling. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Foam cooler to be a student can be yeah. very expensive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking exactly. about all the cool laptops and stuff we use when we yeah. drop by mm-hmm. to uh, like begin even the 3D printing projects mm-hmm. yeah. and like the some of the software I heard is free yeah. and like open to people. Yeah. That's yeah. nice, but yeah. like yeah. you still need uh, a well-performing computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like we have almost like gamer computers, yeah. computers yeah. at our office. Yeah, yeah. So. dragons on the back of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they do have dragons and snakes. And snakes. <laughs> Since you all started uh, working professionally, has there been a lot of technological advancements in like the field to make things a lot easier? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We were just talking about this. I'm working on a competition at the office, and um, we have with Lauren actually, and we have to do these renders, um, which are like the sort of it almost looks like a photograph when you see it, like before a building's done. And uh, I was thinking, like, when I remember my first year of architecture school trying to, like, learn how to render. And I would, like, set an alarm on my phone and just let my laptop work overnight and, like, mm-hmm. wake up, like, make sure it was still going. Then, like, go back to sleep, make sure it was still going. And now we can, like, literally do, like, renders in, like, real time. Like, yeah. you're changing yeah. the model and it's, like, uh, there's this output. And that was that's within, like, less than a decade. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like... We'll probably all be irrelevant 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. There'll be some young kids doing something totally. and we'll be 
I don't know. Back in my day, oh, no. I, had a, I had a mouse and a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just embracing. I can't wait to be the grumpy old guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm ready. I'm just waiting. Like, get off my lawn. Exactly. I'm waiting to be that guy. I'm already grumpy. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Bring but, those eight-year-olds here right now. Yes. We got a, we got a bed too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would yeah. add on and to VR. That too. Yeah, as well. VR, yes. It's the gaming industry is pushing oh. our technology. Yeah. Yes. And like there are leagues ahead of us before yeah. it even gets yeah. made, you know, to be architecturally facing with mm-hmm. the like Revit, the Autodesk programs that we use. Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah, it's crazy. Like the more tech money like it's put into gaming ends up in our yeah. mm-hmm. court for programs. Yeah. I remember when I came, like I'm I'm actually a gamer, so I was like, Whoa, like why do they have these gaming who's gaming? Why do we have an office? Office? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And then I understood like, oh, it's for like these advanced programs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's kinda yeah. it's it's almost like like cause because Lauren said to me, like, we want we want to help the industry, like, make a shift, be more accessible and all of this. It it does sound like the hockey of industries where it's, like, so expensive to get into. Yeah. Only people that have the privilege to get into it mm-hmm. are even beginning to look into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's also a level of exposure. I mean, if you don't grow mm-hmm. up around, um, like, you don't really realize... Like how much of the world is designed by architects, you know, until unless you like Lauren, like knew someone growing up that was an architect Mm -hmm. or like um, it's still very much a profession based on connections, too. Mm -hmm. So if you know, like I got one of my first internships because I'm from North Dakota and everyone knows everyone in North Dakota. (laughs) So apparently, apparently, yeah, (laughs) this podcast is an example. Um, So I think that that's also kind of a barrier that if at a young age you don't really know to strive to that mm-hmm. it can be um or even really know what it is or yeah. like what no, what skills you have that you mm-hmm. could bring to the profession which is i think actually holding back the profession i think mm-hmm. uh, once we get some different perspectives and different people into the profession i think it will improve and it'll make everybody's lives better because we're all inhabiting the spaces we're designing yeah so. hearing that makes me so sad because it is looks like such a fun and creative industry yeah but to hear there are barriers related to nepotism Mm -hmm. there are barriers related to money just like how do you get a plethora of different ideas um if you have those barriers Mm -hmm. and i'm glad that you guys are being mindful of that and trying to change that but it it is is just Mm -hmm. a thing right now yeah yeah Yeah. i think that i think things like the youth congress that lauren sort of spearheaded in our office is a great way to do it Um, I think even when we are planning, like we do a lot of public libraries in our office, and I think it's amazing the amount of effort our colleagues put into community engagement and making sure that the people that are using the space understand our process and have feel like they are part of that process. Mm -hmm. That's how you get exposed to things. If you're like a teen in the teen library section and someone comes up to you and is like, hey, what can we do to make this space better? Then they're like, what what are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. I want to know more. And Mm so... I think just, yeah, getting more people involved and sharing and then our knowledge base sort of expands is the way to start at least. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think that the money thing and cost of education is a challenge for everybody right now. So it's not unique to our profession. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. it is fun too. Like I think often about like, how design can be a like you can be a designer and do graphics or do mm-hmm. gaming or do like being a designer is kind of makes you the jack of all trades, right? Um, and you can you know get hyper focused into architecture and mm-hmm. design, graphic design. Um, but yeah, and that's what I was trying to communicate too with the youth congress students. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them walked away with like um, 
there are all, this whole world of professions with, that are related to design, and we do a lot. We do a lot of our own graphics. We do a lot of our mm-hmm. own, you know, stuff for presentations. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're just building buildings all day. Like you get to try a lot of things out, um, and mm-hmm. I, that's what I love about it. Yeah, and that's what the kids said too. Like, I mean, for you guys, it's the kids come in and they leave, but like we get to follow up with them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, not all of them. Like they now they know they don't want to get into architecture. Mm-hmm. That's still a win for them. Totally. But like there yeah. were some kids like, wow, that's what architecture is. Like, yeah. like couches and textures also. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, it is. So there are some kids like, and then uh, the the beauty of the Minneapolis Youth Congress too is like they're it's like 90% kids of color mm-hmm. and like we're trying to like like those barriers we're mm-hmm. thinking about those barriers so yeah. right. for them to get into an architecture firm and see and like have their paradigm shift a little bit like oh that's totally. completely different than what I thought yeah like who knows I feel like that's also a whole nother topic is just um, yeah the amount of white males <laughs> who run the industry yes. and uh, yeah I wish we had a little bit my, uh, more diversity um, in the profession. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should join. You should check out the radio industry, too. Right. <laughs> Just the same. <laughs> Just the same. Well, I, I, let's get into, so when you're in your work, like some of the things that go through your head, because while I was there, like I, I mean, I learned just as much as the kids while I was there, too. Like there were times where we would go over to a different table and we would see a model and be like, yeah, we're thinking about like where the sun is pointing on a daily basis, but over the year as well. So I'm like, wait a minute, you're a, bro, you're a scientist right now? <laughs> and then like, we would go to a different table and they're thinking about like, well, we're thinking about the materials we're going to use and like what's accessible, what's like natural to the area. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, you're an economist right now? <laughs> and then yeah. we would like go to like where we would get really creative and it's like, well, like we're thinking about like, like the colors mm-hmm. that we're going to use and the colors that are going to fill the space. And like, that's where I was just like, okay, now I'm with my people. Like now we're talking to the artists <laughs> right. in, in the firm. Yeah. So it's like, you guys have to carry so many different philosophies mm-hmm. simultaneously. And that actually made me kind of, I was like, Oh, like this looks so cool. Mm-hmm. I would never want to do that. I don't sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have alcohol. <laughs> But is that true? Like, do you guys feel that anxiety at at work sometimes? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And everybody's got strengths. And so I think that when we're building teams for, well, I'm not the person choosing who's working on a project, but I think that people in our office, when they're building a team, they look at people whose strengths um, Mm -hmm. kind of work together because we all have to be able to kind of dabble and like Lauren said, be a little bit of a jack of all trades. But as you progress in your profession, there's definitely people that just have like a natural affinity to Mm -hmm. um, like understanding orientation and um, sustainable design or understanding, you know, like color theory and just being there's there's people in our office that are like, I, I am not this person, but like magical about putting colors together. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, wow, mm-hmm. I would not have thought to put those textures and colors together. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like you have to do it all, but then you can definitely start to specify a little bit. As yeah. Well. Yeah, I'm a little mini experts. Yeah, we're, we're always like, like yeah, making hypotheses and testing that out. Is that yeah. going to work in the end? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's forever learning. Is that, mm-hmm. then? Let's say you get a project. Let's say, like, I'm a city planner. I'm like, I'm going to build this building. I'm going to go to MSR. I give you the idea. Mm-hmm. How many people work on my project? Mm. Mm. Depends on the budget. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and actually more than the budget. I think it depends on the size, like the square footage and mm-hmm. the timeline. Yeah. Okay. Like if it's a really fast timeline then there needs to be more people to just be like cranking stuff yep. out oh. 
And if it's a really huge project, there just needs to be more like mines that are like tracking Mm -hmm. like, oh, are there toilets in this building? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, there are. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you usually have like your, you know, your lead interior designer and your lead architect, um, your project manager. Like those are the kind of main pieces. Mm -hmm. But like Emily's saying, when it does get like uh, close to deadlines, we might pull in some other people to help us like finish up things. That's cool. Double check you yeah. know mm-hmm. all the little stuff it's yeah. not it's not well that's not my project right like you guys yeah. took no. it on like just do it yeah no i was on a project for a week with someone just to like help them finish up like finish plans so that's right. cool it, yeah. yeah so there's definitely like a hive mentality like but what is yeah. what is that workflow like because like if you're not intentional about like hey like if you like take a macro view at msr this is a huge project mm-hmm. for the firm this is we're coming up on deadline Five people are working at it right now. We could really use eight. Then, like, do people just volunteer to make, take the three slots, or like, how does it work? That's a good question. It just yeah. it just happens. Yeah, it's it, like time availability. Yeah, you have time. And then again, with strengths, if there's yes. like something that's just like not working, and there's someone in the office that's just like known for doing it and doing it well, I think they sometimes get pulled onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really like the yeah, like hive mentality. I mm-hmm. I do think like our office is kind of a little bit of like a little beehive because yeah. everyone just tries to do everything to make sure that the end product is what we want it to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it is kind of nice that we're open like floor plan yeah. concept mm-hmm. because I feel like you can easily just be like, hey, how's your uh, week looking? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And because it's so open, like you hear the conversations going on yes. in other projects. So like you're not walking in blind. Like you're right. like, oh, I kind of have an idea. And then we do design discussions about mm. projects where people present what they're working on and then everyone can kind of give an input. So like I, it, it's been very rare for me to like walk in and be like, I didn't even know this project existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So that that helps, I think. For sure. Um, Does the open con- the open floor concept and being able to overhear all the conversations, does that ever get in the way of your performance? Because <laughs> like when I hear stuff in the background, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> but like, I'll like leave my keyboard <laughs> and like it'll distract me. Um, that's why we now have focus rooms <laughs> for those. Oh, we needed them yeah. so badly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But it's the, yeah, just like, almost like think of like a band, like practice room. It's yeah. like, you know, you go in the little room, got your table, maybe monitors. Like we're trying to like give you enough so you can just bring your laptop and plug in. Yep. Um, but it, yeah, you can like adjust the lights. You can have more, just more choice and ability to uh, manipulate the space that you're working in. Yeah. Um, so you can do like nice heads down. And headphones are great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Noise canceling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Be careful about those noise canceling because I like <laughs> I'm the person in the office that if you like come up and like peek around, I will jump like a cat. Oh. I'm just like ah! I was so focused. <laughs> One inch from the screen. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just Break clicking away. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let's get back to the like how people have like a specialty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, do you then you form teams knowing that that person has that trait? Then is that yeah, I mean, like, there's um, a few people at our office who I would say are very interested in, like, let's say signage, kind of graphic design yeah. kind of things. And so I've seen them get pulled into a lot of projects to help out with that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. That's a good thing about our office is, like, if you express you're interested in something, like, I've been working on sustainable materials yeah. ever since I started. And... Um, They'll kind of, for the most part, they'll be like, all right, like, what resources do you need? How can we help mm-hmm. you kind of explore this interest? 
Um, but yeah, there's also like the other side of kind of being specializing in something, which we talk about in the office all the time. Like it's good to know or have people that know very deeply about one subject, but then that person is the only person that keeps getting <laughs> right. on a project to do that one thing. Or um, so spreading the knowledge is something that we've been thinking about. Oh, nice. um, it also helps like change the mentality of other people to want to learn those things. Um, and it takes the onus off of that person to just, yeah. like, they probably want to diversify their career as well. They don't mm-hmm. want to be stuck doing one thing. Right. So, yeah, that's that's been a challenge, I think, and would be a challenge in any office is the knowledge share portion, which yeah. we're definitely taking strides to do. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, I'll ask it two ways. What is one, like, specific thing that you're like, oh, I don't want to do it because I know <laughs> that's not my strength? Or, like, like Lauren said, like, sustainable material. Mm-hmm. What is one thing, like... Yeah, like I hope everyone kind of comes to me when it comes to this specific thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that is a good question. I feel like I'm still early on enough in my career that there's nothing that like I'm like not willing to do. Yeah, because like I have no idea. I might be decent at it, even if it doesn't seem like something that I would be interested in. And so I'm still kind of at the learning phase and I think I probably will be for quite some time that is one thing I think about the design profession is um someone once told me like you don't feel like you ever are an expert like ever because you're just constantly learning you're constantly learning new things the industry is changing materials are changing Mm -hmm. tech is changing yeah Mm -hmm. tech is changing so you're never like the expert really um and I feel that especially deeply because I just Mm -hmm. am I'm really interested in a lot of things. So I wouldn't say that I have necessarily a specialty. I think I'm still in developing that. Yeah. And I'm kind of like learning to be patient with myself yeah. and um, mm-hmm. being okay with that. Like being yes. okay with being like, all right, I'm just going to dive in and I'm going to learn this. And yeah. it's not anything like what I was doing last week. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And we work with consultants. Like we do yeah. work a lot. Like we have a lot of consultants on like one project or another. So um, they're the experts. They're the ones that like we can take it so far and then we work with them yeah. um, to make it your sound project. Yeah. And thank you for leading into the mic. I see mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're really good at this. Um, I kind of want to ask you guys too, uh, like, because you guys are architects and designs, when uh, Notre Dame got burnt down, mm-hmm. did that? Did you guys have a different reaction to that? Like, oh no, like a beautiful building's gone. Oh, I don't, do you want to tell you? Yeah, you were there just. Uh, yeah, I actually my. Um I'm getting married in a few weeks and we went Congratulations. to... Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I don't like using the word fiance, so I'm trying to like... But yeah, the, my partner and yeah, I yeah. were in France like two weeks after it happened and he had never been to Europe and he was really excited to see it because it is definitely like a monument to architecture. Um, and yeah, it was really tragic. But I think like as the you know media kind of pointed out, like the amount of money and the amount of attention that it got versus yeah. like the, you know, fires going on in the rainforest a yeah. few weeks later was very striking and uh, one of the reasons that I went into architecture and one of the things that we're really passionate about is um, designing a world that will still be here in a few mm-hmm. years yeah so um, that kind of took away from like me being like oh it's so tragic because you can you know it's a it's a beautiful building but there's still some there like they, they can fix it yeah um, and I don't know it just felt like it got a lot of attention that maybe other more pressing issues today. Okay. That's how I reacted. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I was wondering if you guys yeah. in the industry would have reacted a different way. Cause yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's no one wants that to happen. No. Yeah. But like, are people okay? Yeah. Like, yeah no exactly. one got hurt. And yeah. I mean, I had the privilege of seeing it before it was done. So it was an, an interesting comparison with mm-hmm. Sam, um, my partner who saw it cause he hadn't gotten to see it. So I think he was a little bit more bummed, but 
yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's there's a, there are a lot of tragic things. But it, it, like go to the Middle East and all of like that beautiful architecture that's older yeah. that's right. being destroyed. Like mm-hmm. that's just as sad to me. Yes, I don't know. Right. I, totally. Yeah. Right. And like you said, the rainforest or just yeah. like if we're gonna pour like a billion dollars into mm-hmm. something yeah. and be like sad about it, like to me like Maybe the lungs this, of the world. Yeah. <laughs> this one wasn't it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Not that you shouldn't be sad about. Okay, that's yeah. great. I yeah. thought you guys yeah. might have been like, no, <laughs> that's no. history. <laughs> okay, good. No. Uh, so, if somebody comes to you and they don't give you mm. a lot to work with, mm. what what does that? What how how do you even begin to like find traction on it? That's like step one of our job. Right. I can give like a really cool example. Yes. Um, when we worked with the Youth Congress initially, they had this like 20, 30 year old document of like, these are the types of spaces we were thinking would be good for a new like youth center. Yep. Um, and we were like, okay, let's compare that to like modern day now, what resources, what types of, you know, um, learning environment research, case studies um, have we seen that would work for like a youth center type space is something we'll do. And then, um, but we went through and kind of simplified our process and like cut up these stock photo images of all these different types of things, laid them out for the students and said, like, pick an image and tell us why you think or what this represents in a youth center for you. Um, or it was just really interesting. Were you at that workshop too? Mm, like, no, it oh, it was so good. Like some people, somebody pulled this image and it was like of some building facade. Um, but they turned it sideways and they thought it was stairs and they talked about upward mobility and how they want this space to be a spot where they can like foster learning and like have upward mobility in society. And this was, was a like, child who said this? Like a teenager. <laughs> wow. Like, oh my God. So I just, like, that's where I fell in love with Youth Congress. <laughs> yeah. Because it was so inspiring. Um, but that's kind of a simplified, like we do this thing called programming yeah. in schematic design, pre-design. 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 Usually, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, we are fishing with the clients, like asking them questions, provocative questions to get out of them the qualities they want in their space. Yeah. I, I think it's also a lot of like we produce a lot so that we can show. <laughs> so we can show. <laughs> sorry, I just hit the mic. <laughs> so that we can show. Um, to, like we can show something and get someone's input and then like we produce some more and then yeah. you kind of just like you're like oh, yeah. kind of like when you're at the eye doctor and they're like. Uh, one or two, mm-hmm. <laughs> two oh, or three. Such yeah. A good example. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, and it's it's a struggle to like limit the amount of options because you don't want to overwhelm either. And it definitely depends on the client. Some clients mm-hmm. want to be told like this is the best option for you. Other clients want to be much more hands on and like part of that process. So, mm-hmm. and this goes back to like that point where you're, like one day you're a physicist, one day you're an economist, one day you're an artist, mm-hmm. like one day you're a psychologist, mm-hmm. essentially. Like yeah, you have to like get sure. it out of that person. Yeah. Yep. So like I'm just thinking like if you guys, if my dad, like he is just no emotion, no, he, <laughs> doesn't, he doesn't use words. <laughs> and so like, if, if you guys had to like run a project for him, you're like, hey, like what do you want like the building to be like? He's like, I just want it to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say to that? <laughs> Sometimes if I've, I've like worked with clients and they'll say, well, I don't like that. Well, you ask, well, what don't you like about it? Like, yes. Just, like, is it just, how it looks or is it how you would use it? Um, yeah. yeah. It feels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be a challenge, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. It can be a challenge, especially if they're not giving you anything. Yeah. 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 Your like, dad sounds like a tricky client. Yes. Yes. <laughs> don't build anything for him. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you don't want to sleep. <laughs> so, okay. We'll end with, like, can you guys tell me? The, the biggest challenge at your job 
And then like the thing that, you know, like whenever this happens, this is like, you're like, yes, this is why I'm here. This is why I do this. Cause that's always interesting to mm-hmm. me. Like, okay. Like if I were to change careers, like those are some of the things I would want to know. Mm-hmm. So let's start with biggest like challenge. Mm. Biggest challenge is for me, um, learning how much like the percentage of time you're doing like technical drawings or doing research. Like, mm-hmm the proportion that you're actually doing design work to documenting work is, I just didn't, that's, that was a learning curve thing for me, for sure, but you get on board with it, and you figure it out, and figure out how it pushes your design further. Um, mm. yeah. I think the hardest thing, I kind of said it already, but, like, becoming okay with, like, being constantly, like, not know, not necessarily 100% feeling confident that you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, and I think that's something that's going to just be around for mm-hmm. a long time for me mm-hmm. and, like, being okay with that. Like, yeah. being okay with, like, learning for... And, like, that's also the thing I love about it, but it, it can be hard on your, like, psyche a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, to go off that, I feel like some for me, it's always wondering, am I doing this the best way that yeah. I can? Yeah. Yes. Like, not only just time-wise, but just... Yeah, am I designing the best that I can design with what I'm given right now? Yeah. yeah. Um, which I do think, I, I'm sure all of us struggle with that and just making mm-hmm. sure that we're putting out the best work that we can. That's why when I ask you guys about like the, all the different like philosophies and the specialty, like I feel mm-hmm. like I would be the type of, and like to go back to your point, I, I think that's a pro, like being like, oh, this is a constant learning experience. It keeps you on your toes, keep you excited. I think I would fall into the trap of like, I want to specialize in one thing yeah. because I just feel like if someone asked me like, what materials should we use here? And I think of the first three things that pop into my mm-hmm. head, but I still don't know if it's still the best three mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would always have that anxiety of like, the insecurity of it. Yeah, yeah. Like I know these three yeah. things, but like if I went to a different firm and I asked someone in my same position, they'll maybe think of three other things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like someone's like not necessarily right or wrong, mm-hmm. yeah. but like maybe something that that person thinks of is actually like a better material for mm-hmm. this context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would just always have that self doubt. Yeah. I always find myself being maybe quieter about certain things. Like yeah. when I'm, ask questions and I'm like I don't know so I'm just not gonna say anything Mm -hmm. and then come to find out I feel like everyone else is like well I was thinking this and I'm like okay that's where I was at too (laughs) I just like doubted myself to say anything so building that confidence yeah it's so real yeah Yep. Or just like you leave and you're like, what? Like, I should have said something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I, I'm so envious of people that can say things and just it sounds like it's right. And then you like think about it for two seconds. You're like, that was a guess. That yeah. person just yes. sounded very yes. confident. Yes. Whereas if I say something that's a guess, you know it's a guess. Because it ends with like with a, a huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a facial expression that's just like, maybe? I don't what know. Do you want to eat? Pizza? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm super envious of people that can just like carry that off better. Mm-hmm. But. Did you, do you, have you guys taken like personality tests in the near recent history? Like, do you guys know what you guys are? I know my like Myers-Briggs. What is it? INTJ. INTJ. Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't taken them since college. INFJ. Ooh. What is J? Judging. Uh, judgy. We're oh. judging you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I totally have this one. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That self doubt is is there. Yeah. But like you know, like but like you said, you have to. I mean, there's always two sides. Like the people that are willing to say the first thing that comes to their mind. Mm-hmm. They're going to have some missteps here and there where like right. people like us, I think where we take a second to step back and like be a little bit more analytical and like a little more 
unsure about things, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna think things through before we say it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sometimes you just don't get as much like drive behind you or like appreciate like respect from I don't know respect. Yeah. Like other people. That's, that's why I mean like I get jealous of people that can say something with authority because then they can like get a team behind them and they're like this might not be right but we're gonna do it. Yeah. I just really mm-hmm. admire that quality in people. I, know. I will never have it. It's just not part of my way. I've accepted it too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just like having conviction. Yes. Yeah. Even wait. if it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. 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 That are is not me at about all. About to walk off a cliff right now. Yeah. But you are doing it proudly. Yeah. I'll just wait in the back. Yeah. Exactly. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Exactly. What about the best thing about your job? <sighs> I haven't had many projects come to fruition yet, but of the stuff I have seen, like seeing something that you were like pushing lines around on a page all day become a built object. Like I built these like custom or I designed these custom children's little seating portals and little things they can run through between um, library shelving. And seeing those in person, I was just like, this is so cool to see it like manifested in real life. Um, And then the next layer is like adding people to that and seeing people interact Mm -hmm. with it. That's one of the best parts for me. Also, um, the um, recognizing the amount of power our industry has in selecting building products, so, you know, yeah. um, in terms of climate change. Yeah. Um, that's the other great part. That's the part that, like, on days that are bad, I'm like, I don't know if I could have this much power in another mm-hmm. profession. And I really care about this. And I'll just keep pushing towards that um, to make progress. That's great. How about you guys? Um, yeah, sorry. I was just thinking about, like, I kind of came to that, I feel like coming to MSR of just, yeah, the amount of power that we have. Um, so I forgot the question. <laughs> the best um, thing. Like, oh, the best thing. Well, like, just to bounce off Lauren's point, like, I think, like, architecture can give an entire, like, city an identity. Mm-hmm. Like, when you think of, like, the Space Needle or whatever, mm-hmm. right. it just, it can literally set the tone for an entire city. And you have to be aware that you do carry that power. Like, mm-hmm. that's the, I think, for sure. if you have power, the worst thing you can do is to not acknowledge your power mm-hmm. because then you are just going to misuse it. Mm-hmm. Um, so to understand that, that's, like, half the battle yeah and i think okay so i think my favorite part of uh, this job is um i'm just always learning like we've been talking about like there there is not a day that i don't learn something new or learn that i could do something a little bit easier or better mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah Emily, you got a favorite I, yeah i think just because i've been doing like some like charrette design work this mm-hmm. week like you know that feeling like I don't know, maybe it's like when you're doing a puzzle or when you're just like super hyper focused on something and every piece of thing is coming together. Like there's nothing better in the world to me than that feeling of like, this is working and I'm getting so excited, like working on a plan and in section and just like, kind of, yeah, just like yeah. when you're like on a roll with a design project and like working with people and everyone's just excited, like yeah. that feeling of teamwork and just like we're making something. This yeah. is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's my favorite part. Hopefully. Hope, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Do people in the industry think about fashion a lot? Because I know when I came into the office, everyone was wearing black and every, yes. everyone had black <laughs> and like boots and everyone yeah. just like looked good. And no. I was like, I, was I like, thought you were like, oh, they looked no. depressed. <laughs> uh-uh. I mean, I'm all about black too. Yeah. So I, was like, I was like, I like this and everyone looks sharp. And I was just like, is that because you guys are thinking about aesthetics and like. I think it's because we're thinking about aesthetics. I and think I so think too. that people in design like really care about like the quality of what they're wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the materiality yeah. and like 
the craftsmanship that goes into like making mm-hmm. a pair of boots. Yeah. Um, and there is a stereotype that architects wear a lot of black, and I think it's because I can't think about anything. Like I'm too yeah. busy being creative I, in other ways. True. Like I can't handle these black pants will match this black shirt. Yeah. No matter yeah. what, yeah. that'll be easy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Black will always be the new black. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I hate when people say like this is the new black. I'm like, <laughs> no, You're no, just no, wrong. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that's probably why. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Do you guys have anything you want to plug or like anything we should be aware of when it comes to MSR or like? Or if people, if there's like a another workshop coming up or anything mm-hmm. like that, is there anything like that coming up for you guys? I know we just launched on our website last week um, a new web page where we're finally starting to share some of the materials guidance um, that we developed, like tools that we've developed for ourselves to make better selections on products. So I think it's like MSR Design slash generative impacts dash impacts oh great so it's like di- downloadable anyone can use it it also has like a couple pages about like materials onboarding we're calling it yeah. so it's got like different levels of easy to hard like um, information to start learning about toxic materials in the environment oh wow so I will plug that because I worked on that yeah. <laughs> yeah you guys worked your butts oh, off yeah so. it's 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 exciting because that's the next hurdle is like not using good sustainability research as marketing and using it as a shareable thing so mm-hmm. yeah share with your peers in the, in, in the industry mm-hmm. yeah we also, our firm does a really great job of trying to do, reaching out to other design firms. Uh, we do, or, and people not necessarily in design, so we have the next to design forums. I don't know when the next one is, but it'll be posted on like Instagram and our website where yeah. we have a topic and we invite people that aren't in architecture to talk about it. So the last one we had was about water. We had someone from the city of Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. We had uh, someone from the from Capital Region we had Watershed. An artist. We had an artist. Cool. So it's just kind of cool, like, one hour on usually like a Thursday night mm-hmm. um, can come and have like snacks and wine and like learn something new and meet meet new people and yeah. Yeah. I, I personally love those mm-hmm. yeah so. really cool what's the MSR Instagram handle uh, oh. MSR design MSR oh. dot design Ooh, no it's like should I know that no <laughs> we're googling it's, oh, it's design.msrltd. Okay, on Instagram. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay, well, find them on Instagram. Follow that. Thank you guys again so much for your time, Thank but you. also for being wonderful people and being empathetic and thinking about the world. Like I just, <laughs> I just love when I meet people like that. It just gives me hope because it's just like things are so shitty sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank world. you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right, I'm gonna get us out of here. You can find the Quality Under Pressure podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Quality Under Pressure. We're on Twitter at QUP Podcast, and you can pretty much find us on any podcast platform now. Right, Dean? Is there any that we're not on? We're on all of them. Yeah, we're on all of them, <laughs> man. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye.